Hi guys and girls, welcome uh, to episode 97 of the Spartans in Pyjamas podcast. As always, I am your host, Loz, uh, and with me always we have Doll. Hello. We have Bob. Hello. We have Spark on the Lurk. Hello. And we might have Star later on, depending on how tired she is from work. Well, she's at a staff meeting currently, so she way back for another hour or so, yeah, I'd say. Well, if she wants to join us, she can. If not, eh, it'd be okay. Yeah. Uh, so, three weeks again, because it landed on my fucking staff night out. Which, um, we went to Sheffield, which is like the next city over from us. Um, yeah, I don't remember coming back from Sheffield. That's how pissed off I got. There's a shocker. Uh, I do remember, well, I do kind of remember being in one of the bars... Uh, apparently I was buying shots by the £40 fucking, um, like, tab I've got of things that I've bought, um, uh, from that bar, and then the, the no-memory McDonald's as well that I bought. <laughs> but do you remember, um, yelling profanities at trains at all? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't I remember, that. I don't remember cool. anything. It's... It's one of those things. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm kind of now wondering if people are humouring me when they tell me that I was okay, because I don't remember anything. And apparently, though, I wasn't the only person who was like really fucked up and uh, like just out of character. So I don't know. Right. I, it was odd, but it it was fun. Um. I woke up in the boys' bedroom because Drunk Laws likes to play pranks on Sober Laws. And this one was go and get in your kid's bed so when you wake up you have no fucking idea where you are. <laughs> so, yeah. He was at my parents' because, you know, he stopped over. Uh, but yeah, I was so just fucking out of it. Yeah, but we went to like this bottomless brunch thing in Sheffield and the food was wank. But I think we definitely made the money back on it because the girls between them and there was there was like nine of us there. Uh me and the boss and then all the girls. And all the girls managed to get through fifteen bottles of Prosecco in ninety minutes. Wow. Uh Bossman did at least a gallon of beer. Uh specifically Amstel. And I did minimum of four pints. I actually don't remember how many pints I drank at that. It was under the shots. So, hold on, 15 bottles and nine. 15 bottles yeah. and nine. How, how many girls were there? Her counting? That's like, that's like a bottle every six minutes. Mm-hmm. Like five. Five girls. Almost two bottles per glass. So they had two bottles each. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, because he was he was like the the big prosecco bottles and the little skimmy prosecco glasses. Either way, oh, they, they didn't impress Isn't it? Because prosecco tends to be one hundred twenty-five mil, doesn't it? Mm. Seventy-five bottle. Yep. What's that about? 
a little under, little under, little under five glasses. See, me and the boss was drinking. Uh, thing each, like the uh, Amstel. So that's like four and a half percent, and they're drinking fifteen percent, like champagne. So yeah, right, go to your head oh, quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's why the podcast didn't happen last week. So I apologize for that. Once again, social life, I had to go and do that. Um, And then, yeah, you know, I've just been pottering along, uh, doing my thing. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah, I've been, I've been all right, as I said. You're older, but not wiser. Mm, I don't think anyone can be wiser at this point. Mm. But yeah, mm-hmm. happy birthday for the other day, dude. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, Bob, so how have you been since last podcast? Since last podcast, I can't fucking words already. <laughs> you can't word already. Yeah. No, not been bad. Um, work, home, work, Portland's went on a date. Ooh. Work. Yeah. All right. Not Very bad. Good. Sparky? Oh, and I've had to take mouse to the vets because she's got a poorly mouth. Oh, uh, she'd be eating things she shouldn't be. Well, I don't know. I don't know if she had already had it when I got her or not, but she's, so far she's cost me a lot of money. Ooh. Two, two injections of antibiotics, like, the last two weeks each, and they've been, like, 40 quid each. And then she's having um, meloxicam. On her wet food every day, and again, that I think I'm on like the second bottle, and that's cost forty quid each as well. But, I mean, and people are telling me, get a cat, get a dog, like get yeah. fucked. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's weird because I just thought when I got her, she thought, yeah, she's just a quiet cat, like she just likes to chill out and stuff. No, no, she does not. She's crazy. Yeah. So it's you know it's it's working it's working it's just taking its time so she's all right. Mm. Mm. Sparko. Yeah, yep, Sparko. Gone then. How is yours? Too bad. I had a uh, Emma's grandparents' funeral last week. Who passed away Christmas Eve? Yeah. Bit of a long one because Caroline and COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, uh, Adeline were up the A&E yesterday. She'd managed to scald her left thumb on the outside uh, with some molten chocolate at school. So she had a blister like a flipping super-sized jelly bean. So, yeah, they've sent us up the uh, A&E to go and speak, possibly speak to a bloody plastic surgeon about it. But... Mm. No, no, nothing bad. It's been... It's been uh, drained and bandaged. So, yeah. Good. That's good, then. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay, shall we get into some topics? Yeah. So, the first one. Uh, so, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, um, has had, up to now, four main channels, a Parliament channel and a news channel. And... <clears throat> 
for like nearly six years, they'd taken BBC Three off of TV and made it like a, an online exclusive thing. And guess what? Yesterday, what? the 1st of February, BBC Three is back on TV. And they were like, BBC Three is now on TV. And it's like, what, again? <laughs> yes, back. Yeah, and it's like they're making a big like fuss that this has come back. And it's like, oh, okay, well, well done for bringing it back. And the only thing that I think is going to get people watching it from what I've seen uh, is... They've got RuPaul versus the world. Mm, RuPaul's Drag Race thingy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that that's probably going to drag like so many people who are into that shit uh, across. But oh, I don't fucking know. But um, looking at a story from uh, national, uh, excuse me, nationalworld.com. Um, in February 2014, BBC directed general tony hall announced big budget cuts uh, of 100 million pounds and proposed that the cuts uh made by closing a tv channel though there was wide uh public opposition the bbc trust the then governing body regulated uh, that regulated the bbc which has been absorbed into ofcom since decided to go ahead with moving the channel online regardless the argument was the younger viewers, the demographic BBC Three targets, uh, had overwhelmingly moved on to online content anyway. The BBC would be able to make more distinct content at a lower price if uh, BBC Three was a thingy-only channel. Online-only channel. Mm. Uh, and then it's like, well, why is it being brought back? And it's like the idea was first... Uh, proposed in May 2020 with the BBC budget proposals arguing that BBC Three now has the potential to we reach a wider audience on a linear channel as well as the key demographic which will continue to watch it online. Essentially, it's because BBC Three Originals made during this time as an online platform has been so successful, in particular uh, shows like This Country and Fleabag and especially Normal People, that there was interest in reviving the channel again. So, um, for the people who, who give a shit about BBC Three being back, uh, if you're watching on Freeview in standard def, is channel 23, and 109 on high def channels. Virgin Media, it's 107. Uh, and on Sky, it's 117. Or if you're in Scotland, 141. And in London, 173. So, yeah. it's It's got a lineup where it's got a, a, like a launch party thing going on. And then there is, was it RuPaul's Drag Race versus the World? And it's just like, okay, whatever. My Digimon is beeping in the background. The fuck? Have you just done a massive shit, Digimon? Yes, you have. Fuck you guys. Uh, Wait, so... You, is that a Tamagotchi? No, it's a Digimon. I call it that every time. That's a Digimon, man. It's the, the fighting one. <laughs> it's the one that I had at school, but this is like the the 20th anniversary version of it. You can have two little fuckers at once. So they do twice the amount of shitting. 
Kind of like BBC Three's content is twice the amount of shitting, but now on t normal TV again. It just I I don't understand why they brought it back. I don't know why they just didn't keep it on B as an online channel. It's like oh BBC Three is back. And it's like, okay. Why did they get rid of it in the first place? You said it was something to do with budget, wasn't it? Yeah, they wanted to shave a hundred million pounds off their budget because, you know, the TV license we pay for every fucking year apparently doesn't cover shit like that. <sighs> so yeah. Take some pay cuts up, You might for the hundred million something quite easily. I mean, they can always just shit can Doctor Who if it doesn't do well this time. <clears throat> or if you find these um. Fucking get rid of EastEnders. Fuck it. Oh, we get these companies evaded yeah. to pay their fucking tax. Okay. Yeah, every fucking EastEnders, it's had its time. Yeah. Definitely. Don't get soaps, seriously. Just no. over-dramatisation over of life. Yeah, it's like, here's life, but worse, and you're going to watch this, even though your That's life could be comparable yeah, at times. yourself. Yeah. But I don't get it. The only one that I used to watch was Hollyoaks. Even oh. that I haven't watched for years. That was... But my nan was like, Coronation Street, EastEnders, everywhere. I was like, well, I don't understand. I don't get it. I just, I don't understand it. My, my, um... <laughs> ex was very into Coronation Street, EastEnders. Um, they always fucking end it on a um, cliffhanger as well. I was like, oh... Yeah, mm. He's been back in the Do, 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 do. Yeah, fucking whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Hollyoaks. Was... He's like, you kidding, motherfucker? Hollyoaks was basically EastEnders for the younger audience. So everyone was impossibly good looking on that show. EastEnders. Yeah. Define looking. Uh, none of them was definition bad looking. They all had a certain look about them that was defined at the time of the early two thousands. Average or better, basically. Yeah, yeah. Only um, the kid who was from two point four children was the only one that you would re remotely describe as not above average. And even then, he got a pass somehow. Mm. Um. But yeah, just like just fucking soaps in general just fuck me, fuck it right off. There's like some right shite on TV these days, though. They call entertainment, and uh, I struggle to find any of it. It's saying I don't think I've watched BBC uh, since the Doctor Who Flux series thing. I missed the New Year's special, and I've got no interest in looking for it. Um, and. Until the Russell T. Davis Doctor starts, I'm not bothered. So, yeah, BBC, I'm paying my TV license again because I don't want you taking me to court for just having a telly. But, yeah, it's annoying. Um, but, yeah, that's how it is. Uh, so, next topic. Bob, so well, yeah. we said this before, uh, used to work in a bar with me. Back mm -hmm. in the day, and uh, oh, a long, a while ago, yeah. And then a couple of weeks ago, Bob mm. did a, a bar shift in a pub near me. It is, and I was gonna come and see you, but I was absolutely fucking knackered. 
Oh, I, I just squeezed the shit out of you. I'd forgotten how annoying, like, Timothy Taylor and freaking Farmer's Blonde general. and shit like that are. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, class guys, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, I so mean, luckily, stuff. the people that came in the pub ordered the Guinness first as well, which I was very grateful about. <laughs> but even that. then, I was like, fucking Timothy Taylor. Fucking Timothy Taylor. It's so stupid and fluffy. Oh, it was really lively, was it? Very. Um... Very lively. But it was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, not done it for a while. Thought, ah, I'll give it a try. And yeah, yeah, kind of picked it back up straight away. I was like, "Yeah, I can it, do this." It's like my Yeah, no never problem. Forget. Yeah, it's like falling off a bike. You never forget. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. I wonder if I even remember how to pull a good pint. Well, yes, I, I mean, with the pub you worked yeah, at, it wouldn't have mattered. Well, no, I know that, but it would have mattered to me. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Cool. When the last time I fell off my bike, it's icy. <clears throat> Went to slow down at a junction, backing back, back, back wheel tails, and I slid down on the on my ass about 20, 30 feet. Mm. My last time I fell off my bike was the one that I talked about, I think, on the podcast, where I hit a mud patch uh, with leaves because it was either going to the back of a van, get hit by a car, or dodge onto um, the pavement. So I dodged onto the pavement, back wheel went out, I slammed down, and my wrist still hurts from mm. that. So, yeah. The problem with getting old, it takes longer to recover from shit. Mm. Oh, yes. I, I just don't think I'm recovering properly anyway. I, I think after COVID I had, uh, it's definitely done something to um, my healing abilities. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I need to go and talk to uh, somebody about that. Um, yeah. Next up, again, Bob. Bob Tails. Woo! <laughs> What's all this about? Well, I, one of the girls at work is getting married in March, and she decided that her hen party was going to be a weekend at Butlins. It's like fair enough. Yeah, Butlins. I can do it. And it turned out that it wasn't just a normal weekend at Butlins. It was one of their big weekenders that was like an 80s one. So everybody was very old. Yeah. Um, D- define old. Was very drunk. Well. Were you one of the youngest than... there? 50s, 60s? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the girls said it best when she was like, I think people here have probably seen the 80s more than once. (laughs) Or someone someone misread the car and said it's for 80s and upwards. Yeah. uh... It was fun. It was Butlins. Butlins 80s, one of the um, better years for music, I'd like to say. But we have some... um, Uh, counter-arguing against that. I mean, one of the shows that they had on in, because they've got, like, the main tent where they've got, like, a stage and stuff, and then there's another bit off of that that's 
got another stage in it and then there's another bit at the back. So the Saturday night they had Pat Sharp being a DJ. For fuck's which sake. Which I thought was quite cool. So like DJ Pat Sharp. And then on the Sunday they had Bobby Davro doing a comedy show. Oh, I bet that was horrible. And we couldn't even hear what he was saying. Everybody was like laughing and we're just stood there like, what? What the fuck is he saying? I mean, was it the fact that he was the same because it was too noisy or the fact that he was like muff- muffled on the mic? Muffled on the mic. Very muffled on the mic. And then he just didn't stop. And we're like, it's time for Bongo Bingo. Stop now. Bongo Bingo. But then when Bongo Bingo started, it was very busy and we couldn't find a seat. So we just went back to the apartment and got drunk. <laughs> Nice. And playing cards against humanity. Which was fun. Yeah, well... But yeah, it? Butlins is not for me. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Everybody got rather drunk. I, did, I didn't I did get drunk. But well, most people did. Is that and... Yeah. I didn't get drunk, honest. I didn't. I was very good. I was very mm. good. But then I took myself for a walk onto the beach on Saturday, Sunday, and that was so nice. It was just so quiet. There was nobody. I've had to people all weekend, and then I'm back at work, and there's people everywhere. I can't. I can't. Too many people. Too many people. Mm-mm. No, Butlins is not for me. No. Fair enough. And that's about it. <laughs> so uh from Bob's cool weekend away to something completely different. So this is from the New York Post uh dot com. School district denies litter boxes for students identifying as furries. That's ridiculous. Uh a Michigan school Not district. Uh, a Michigan school district has debunked a wild claim that a school provided litter boxes for students who identified as furries, people who dress up as anthropomorphic. Fuck this word! Anthropomorphic. That one. Animals. Uh, a Facebook post. That's the one word I can never say properly. Uh, a Facebook post detailing the hilarious rumor is blowing up online. There is no truth whatsoever to this false statement accusation wrote Michael E. Sharrow, the superintendent for Midland uh, Public Schools near Detroit, which was accused of the bizarre concession on uh, at a 20th of December uh, board meeting. At the school sit-down, concerned parent Lisa Hansen said she was really disturbed after reportedly learning from a student that at least one of our schools in our town, in one of our unisex's uh, bathroom has a little box for kids that identify as cats. I'm all for creativity and imagination, but when someone lives in a fancy world and expects other people to go along with it, I have a problem with that, added Hansen, who defined furry as someone who identifies or a, a cat or dog, whatever. <laughs> Karen. Uh, she also claimed that the nefarious practice was part of a nationwide 
agenda being pushed within the education system. <clears throat> Footage of her spurious, 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 yeah, spurious accusation was subsequently shared to Facebook um, by Michigan Republic Party co-chair Michwan Mich- Michwan Maddock. I'm having a day with the words. Who wrote? Uh, Parent heroes will take back our schools. Take back in capitals, by the way. Yep. Take back our schools. The same day, Cheryl took to Facebook to clarify the rumour was in fact false. It is unconscionable that this afternoon I am sending this communication. However, our Midland PS stakeholders may be confused by the false message accusation that has resurfaced this week and is gaining traction on social media realm. He wrote... The boss added, let me be clear in this communication. There has never been litter boxes within Midland uh, preschool schools. Go figure. The social media criticism uh, flew fast and fur- furious. The fast and furious, yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. I, I just can't believe this is real, spurted one incredulous commenter. While another wrote, what's going on in this town? Clearly it was fake. Me and my two brain cells figured that one out, scoffed one critic. Another... <laughs> yeah. Another gawker wondered how the little box system would even work. Writing, logistically, no public school has the budget to afford kitty litter for a small percentage of their community to also to use. Also, ask yourself the last gentleman you've even met. Would they scoop human feces out of a litter box? Oh, God, that'd be disgusting. And, and here's the, the the little fact at the bottom. Uh, there is an estimated 250,000 people in the US who identify as furries, a subculture whose members enjoy dressing up as cartoonish animals, sometimes as a sexual fetish, but more often than not, as a fun escape. So, uh, yes, yes, yes. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> oh, well, that mother definitely had the eye of the tiger. They left one question unanswered. Though, if it was true, how would they wipe themselves? Would they just kick the litter over? That's a good question. Also, 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 does that mean they cut a hole in the suit because they'd be wearing the suit to school too because they're furries? Yeah. Hmm. There's even more questions and answers, damn it. <laughs> I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I don't know, I'd be fair. Uh, I mean, um, if you had Sparky here. Um, rabbit hole theory. Uh, uh, Sparky might have jumped down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, and we could always come back round. Mm, uh, no. oh, this, this next topic, I need to click on this again, back on this. This was from the bbc.co.uk so you know we know this is a legitimate source uh so supermarket chain morrison's has confirmed it has cut six pay, uh, sick pay for unvaccinated workers who are forced to isolate after being exposed to covid it follows similar moves from big retailers including ikea next and ocado as staff absences rise unjabbed morrison's workers who are told to isolate uh, with test negative, now get statutory six pay of nine pa- uh, nine six pound 
35 a week that's what i get i'm just gonna put that out there uh covid that's that's the standard yeah government sick pay uh covid positive staff get full sick pay regardless of vaccination status the firm pays the staff at least 10 pounds an hour so it's more than what i get i'm in the wrong job then oh yeah i'm gonna say Mm. i'm still on about nine pound nearly yes uh on a daily basis Oh, yes, we look at a lot of cunts and we're not gynecologists. Oh, oh, well. His chief executive, Dave Potts, first mentioned the policy in a conference call with investors in September. The Guardian reported as part of a plan to tackle the biblical cost of dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Blah, 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 blah. I feel like I made word soup of that word, but fuck it, we're going to carry on. You didn't. Uh, the move was intended to encourage workers to get jabbed, the newspapers said. Under Morrison's policy, if NHS Test and Trace informs an unvaccinated worker that they have been exposed to COVID-19, they will only get statutory sick pay, the legal minimum, when they isolate. Uh, and then it was going on about how um, how the vaccination rules are, but they've all changed since then. Uh, however, any Morrison's uh, employee who tests test positive uh, is paid full sick pay, while they isolate, regardless of vaccination status. So that's okay. Uh, Morrison says it only applies to workers who are unvaccinated by choice, and each individual is treated on a case-by-case basis. Workers who cannot receive COVID vaccines for medical reasons are not obliged to isolate in England. What? Uh, The requirement for fully vaccinated workers to isolate when exposed to COVID was dropped in England in August. But we still had to do it. I had to do it still. I had to start. Uh, yeah, this resulted in unvaccinated workers uh, being more likely to take time off than their vaccinated colleagues, even when not infected with the coronavirus. Companies now appear to be tightening up their sick pay rules as they face mass absences due to more infectious Omicron variant. Well, since this has come out, um, they're now realising that the Omicron variant was not as deadly as everyone was making out. Not as deadly, but more infectious. Yeah, it fucked up people who weren't that's vaccinated, the, but it didn't kill them. That's the thing with va- vaccines. You're either extremely deadly and hardly can be passed on, or you can be extremely passed on or hardly, hardly not deadly. Hmm. Or you've got in the middle ground where we had with the um, Delta variant. Yeah. Kind uh, of infectious and kind of deadly. You, there's, there's no extremely deadly, extremely infectious. Uh, in the last few weeks, it's it, hope so. Hope not. Yeah. In the last few weeks, it's emerged uh, IKEA, Next, and Ocado have changed their policy on unvaccinated staff who were exposed to coronavirus. Collectively, uh, they employ nearly sixty thousand workers. Uh, sick pay cuts will also be implemented in Wessex Water, and in the US, several major companies have started penalising uh, unjabbed workers. I don't know why I found penalising a really funny word to say then. However, Sainsbury's, Tesco and Asda pay unvaccinated workers full company sick pay when they are isolating. Um, and then it's going over the, the, the statutory sick pay rules, but we don't need to talk about that. It's a bit more guff than we want to It's just legal jargon, basically. Yes. So, excuse me. It's um a little bit annoying that people are getting uh get the paid the same because they're like i don't want this vaccine it's all a rumor it's all bollocks the earth is flat 
sort of shit. So it's nice to see that uh, companies are not taking any bullshit off people who just don't want to do it or just can't be arsed and don't think it's real. Still. When we're in the third year of this. Yeah, we're in the third year of this now, aren't we? 2020, 2021, 2022. Yeah, we're in the third year of, like, COVID being a thing. And just... Uh... Is it? I saw something on, was it on Reddit the other day. Um, let's see if I can find it quickly. Basically, there's this kind of well-known person. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's... um. His friends basically have raised money and over 100 people have volunteered to donate a life-saving kidney to him. But he's uh, pro-anti-vax. And so he, he's, he's, going to still get the, he's still going to take the surgery, but he's not going to get vaccinated. And he said he will die free. Well, that's the thing, though. They can just turn around and go, sorry, we're not, we're not doing this until you get vaccinated. It's a very catch-22 in that regard. Mm-hmm. Just look to the next one. <laughs> just look to the next topic. This looks great. Basically, it's basically topic as NC man's friends have raised money and a hundred plus people have volunteered to donate a life saving kidney, but he refuses to get vaccinated to have the surgery. He will die free. Well, so that's... the basic basically, basically saying you, unless you get vaccinated, we can't do the surgery. That's what basically what the hospital is saying. Yeah, because it's protocol. They can't have him in there because he will get ill from it. Yeah, top comment says, I got vaccinated, I'm still free. Why? Well, that worked out. It's always hilarious, though, when people are like, oh, it's a conspiracy, blah, 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 and then they end up in hospital and they quietly get a jab and they never say it again. Uh, next one says, yeah, but are we all going to melt like the guy from Robocop at some point? I hope my DNA was going to turn into a strawberry milkshake within a year or two. <laughs> I, I really think that they wouldn't give three quarters of the population an untested vaccine and be like, have at it. That's what I'm saying. It's like people wouldn't do that. And all these people are going, I mean, oh, I'm going to die for a year. One of the weird conspiracy theories I, I read about, I was like, really? Was basically this vaccine is a way to chemically neuter in the population to bring the population down for the next generation. So, so what we're getting is Somebody's played Half-Life 2 recently and they just imagine that this is why we've got coronavirus. Just about the head crabs, I suppose. Yeah, in the combine. Fucking hell, it's such a... People... I think the the, the problem is people have such an active imagination that um, people do see ghosts in the dark and shadows in the corner and they will point out aliens in saucepan lids saucepan lids and jesus in toast and stuff because that's that's a thing or you go cards in um omelets yeah their imagination going fucking ape shit i mean it's the whole case of you've got if you look online you've got like ninety five thousand results saying you know something is it's safe, it's, you know, there's little no um, severe side effects. And you get, like, one or two uh, returns saying, oh, it's really deadly, it's really deadly. Oh, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. 
all those 95,000 fucking resources sources are wrong. Yeah. Two sources here say it's deadly. Well, mm. was it the into us? Was it the was it AstraZeneca the one that killed somebody? AstraZeneca the one that apparently was causing quote unquote heart attacks. No, a heart attack. One person died of a heart attack after having it, and they rather well, well, the blood clots as well. But yeah. in this case, what people didn't really actually ask themselves: yes, the the vaccine may or may not have caused the blood clots, but the blood clots which happened in the people that got it, what was their lifestyle like? Yeah. Were, they, were they overweight? Were they fat? Did they do drugs? Did they smoke? Were they heavy drinkers? Did they, they have sit on their ass all day? Did they have lifestyle? Yeah. A lot of are a factor in, you know, all things, all things can be caused by other things. Yeah, that was kind of annoying that it just didn't seem to be thought about. I mean, my first jab was the AstraZeneca, and then about two, three weeks later after I had my one, oh, government says, oh, yeah, we're not giving the AstraZeneca to the under-40s anymore due to supposed um, blood clots. I'm like, well, thanks a fucking bunch. Well, JK, not dead, move on. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's a load of bollocks. But that's their choice and they can be wrong all they want. Yeah. You know, don't know what happened there. My bloody chat disconnected and reconnected and disconnected and reconnected. I don't know what um, actually went through when I was talking. Huh. I didn't break up, did I? No, but I didn't hear a, a break. Oh, okay, because oh. my um, disco went blum 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 blum. Sound effect. What did you buy, Dolph? <laughs> Do you think that's how uh, how the uh, robot vacuum cleaners communicate with each other? Just in Discord mm-hmm. notification sounds. <clears throat> so, so, going into the next one, Dolph, have you got yeah. this one up? Yeah, so a a Roomba, or those who aren't are familiar with what a Roomba actually is, it's a robot vacuum. It's a little uh, hockey puck that goes around your house sucking up surface level dirt. Yeah, which, um, if you look online, some cats love to sit on the things and move around the house. Hmm. So, a robot vacuum cleaner escapes from a a travel lodge in Cambridge. A robot vacuum cleaner made a break after giving staff the slip at a travel lodge hotel. Uh, The automated cleaner failed to stop at the front door of the hotel in Orchard Park in Cambridge on Thursday and was still on the loose the following day. Staff said it just kept going and could be anywhere, (laughs) quote-unquote. Well, well wishes on social media. Hope the vacuum enjoyed its travel as it had no natural predators in the wild. It was found under a hedge on Friday. Right around the corner for me. Staff at the hotel posted the story of the robot vacuum's great escape on social media, asking for it to return if found. Today, we had one of our new robot vacuums run for its life, the assistant manager wrote. They normally sense a lip at the entrance to the hotel and turn around, but this one decided to make a run for it. <laughs> Its disappearance was noticed for about 15 minutes, and despite a search, it appeared the vacuum had made a clean break for it. The assistant manager assumed it might have been found and taken, and pointed out it was only compatible with the docking and charging station at the hotel and was useless to anyone else. While some readers joked about the robot's adventures, one feared for its safety in the great outdoors pointed out that nature abhors a vacuum. However, much of everyone's release, the device was found nestled under a hedge on Friday afternoon by a human hotel cleaner sprucing up the front drive. 
It was dusted off and is now back sitting happily on the shelf with the rest of his robot vacuum family. <laughs> Do you know what's like really daft about this? You, you they have little IR gates you can put across doors and stuff to stop that from happening. Yep. And they're going with the oh well when it bumps something, so it bumped the lip of the, the hotel door and be like, okay, turn back around. This one probably was just, just a millimetre too high and got over it. It probably went over a little bit of um like a bit of like a like a little, little bit of gravel to a lift up a little bit. Or something, yeah. Just tapped the lip and went, eh. <laughs> Also, this is bollocks when he's like, oh, it's got incompatible with docking charging station at the hotel. Yeah, but you can always look up the actual brand of the fucking thing and buy more, you know. Mm. So... Do you charge these things by USB, possibly? No, I imagine... I'd I'd assume these kind of things would have have, have to have a software software update at some point. Yeah, maybe. But I imagine the, the dock is literally like, you know, there's three pins that you get on certain... Like docks where you sit something into it, like a like, like a smartwatch kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it would just bank itself onto those pins where they touch the the charging port on the back of the Roomba on the underside. So you could buy replacements because all you do is you just ring up the thing and say, "Oh, my cat killed my fucking charger port for my Roomba. Can I get a new one?" Or a rogue squirrel ran into my house and decided to chew my cable. Yeah. Because I've been throwing nuts at him for the last few days. Yeah, so this one, oh, it's, it's useless to anyone. is rubbish. You just go online and order the part. That was the Travelodge, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, I think it was Orchard, I think. The Orchard Park, that's where Ben works. <laughs> he works at the Tesco, it's just like 200 yards up the road. Oh, you could have had a free Roomba if you'd have uh, been quick on your feet. That's <laughs> long with my dog. <laughs> you imagine your dog trying to fucking ride it around the room. No, 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 no. Crunch. Yeah, that thing rule my house. The dog is petrified of fucking hoovers. Uh, I think you should put it as a chew toy or a frisbee. Yeah, make a very heavy frisbee. And a... Uh, a gaze for concussion or maybe attempted murder if you threw it and it went over the hedge. So, do these rumbers make a lot of noise or not really? I don't think they do. It's mainly like they have like they flick dust into the, the open moor underneath and then like kind of like gently. So I, remember, I remember going to a, a crematorium a couple of years ago. It was, a, it was like a rumba esque thing, but it was mowing the lawn. I was going to say, do they have that next to the fucking. <laughs> the crematorium thing, just like all the the no, no. waste ashes. Oh, you know, a bit of dust, a bit of uh, quote unquote dust got out. I better vacuum that up. But yeah, it's going up and down the lawn while I was waiting for the rest of the um, family to arrive. To the point where I think it actually got stuck in the hedge for about two or three minutes, trying to forward and backwards, forward and backwards, forward and backwards, before it got out. But I'm thinking these ones were more because they're out, outside. It's more of a GPS thing. So what the fuck? Apparently, um, I'm going to look at this from cleaner, cleaning, cleanhomeworld.com. How loud, loud is a Roomba? Um, so, to give a baseline, the house... Um, oh, is it 10 decibels is the sound of leaves rustling, and 60 is the range of a normal conversation, and 80 is the sound of a noisy restaurant. Um... 
And they said that the Roomba can get uh, down to 70 decibels. So just below talking noise. That's not quiet, though, really. It's not It's not loud, either. It's... No, but it said it can get as loud as you 90. You shouldn't realise it, you know, it's bashing to the side of the chair. Yeah. Oh, do, do we need the Michael Reeves Roomba, the one that swears when it hits something. Fuck! The screams. Why was I created to feel pain? And shit like that. It was great. Uh, need someone to, to actually, you know, take those, you know, sound files and pull it to a from Every time it hits something. Every time it stops, oh. it's, it's like, oh, God damn it. Mm. Well, that's, what, that's what he did though he, he literally put in the Roomba a Bluetooth speaker, a Raspberry Pi and connected it so that every time that that uh, bumper connected with something to make it turn around it screamed so Just need, you need someone to do the same thing with um, sound, sound files from um, Tourette's guy mm. that'd be good uh, so next topic is also you uh, Dolph yeah, so I'm not sure what to make of this, or rather from what I've been reading online, a lot there's been a lot of um This rumor's been going around for years, by the way. Yeah, there's a lot of people with mixed um interest. Oh, so James okay. Bond producers say Idris Elba is part of the conversation to be the next 007. One of the sort of the roles in cinema is back up for grabs following Daniel Craig's last out in this bond with producer Barbara Broccoli saying she's been told, quote, a lot of fans want to see Idris Elba in a tuxedo. Mm. I think it so could work. It, it would work, yeah. I mean, he voices knuckles, doesn't he, in Sonic 2? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the producers of James Bond have said British actor Idris Elba is part of conversation to be the next 007. Barbara Rockley with her brother Michael G. Wilson have produced the last nine Bond films, including Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall and Spectre. One of my sought after and iconic roles in cinema is now back up for grabs following Daniel Craig's final out in the 007 in the most recent Bond movie, No Time to Die. I did not like the ending. I'm going to say that, and that's all I'm going to say. Elba, who stars in the crime drama Luther, is often tipped as one of the leading candidates to take over. The 49 year old has appeared in several Hollywood movies, including Concrete Cowboy, Pacific Rim, and Thor Ragnarok. And that's an advert. Speaking to Deadline Crew's cool podcast, Broccoli addressed speculation over who will play the next Bond. I was just told a lot of fans want to see Idris Elba in a tuxedo. And another red. And you know, it's been part of the conversation, but it's always difficult to have the conversation when you have someone in the seat. I think we have decided that until No Tide to Die has had its run and Daniel has been able to do well, we've all been able to savour, reap the benefits of Daniel's wonderful tenure. We're not going to think about it or talk about anyone else, actors to play the role or storylines. We just want to live in the moment. Phil Bernard's the part who will become the seventh actor to play Bond as part of the franchise following the footsteps of Sean Connery, George Lainsby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Piers Brosnan and Daniel Craig. Other actors tipped to be the next Bond include Tom Hardy, Richard Madden and Henry Cavill. Hmm. I don't, know if, I don't know if Henry Cavill would um make a good Bond, to be fair. I don't think Tom Hardy would make a good Bond. Not really. Uh, Craig? I... Sorry, is that Bob? I said, I, I think any of them would, really. They're good actors. Yeah, but out of all of them, Idris Elba oh, seems to be uh, the guy that could do it. 
I'm not saying they're bad actors. Oh, just, yeah. You need a certain... Uh, I'm trying to figure the word. Suaveness to you. Yeah, so suaveness to be a Bond. Like... I prefer, they have. I prefer the Sean Connery Bonds to, say, the Pierce yeah. Bonds. For me, Sean Connery, mm-hmm. then uh, Timothy Dalton, then Pierce Brosnan, then mm-hmm. um, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's ones were really good, but they they weren't traditional Bond. They were modern era Bond. They they didn't yeah. have the the cockiness of say Sean Connery. Yeah, or the, the one liners. They weren't really there, and I feel like Idris but- Elba could do the 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 like the suave one lining, just bow tie carries on. Uh, girl swoon. Okay. And back then with the, back with the Sean Connery and the Pierce Brosnan era, the gadgets were quite prevalent. Well, not not so much as prevalent. There's, there's um, quite qu- quite quirky. Like you yeah. think, I wouldn't think of them that being a thing. Mm. Then you've yeah. got, then you've got the, really, say the, so towards the end of Pierce Brosnan and on to Daniel Craig, you've got <clears throat> cars, machine guns, and rockets and mines and shit. Mm. Well, to be honest, though, the... Yeah, but I think with, uh, I think it was uh, Piers Brosnan, I think, was it... Uh... Was the body's not enough, or... Um... Dying of the day? One of a die, it's one where they had the um the crank dart and the watch, I forget. That, I don't know. Was, the... was that Goldeneye? No, Goldeneye, Goldeneye was the laser, wasn't it? Laser. Oh, yeah, laser. Because yeah. he also had the belt bottle grappling. I was saying, well, not enough. I remember um, on this N64, you had to go through this villa. They had not detect, uh, heard anyone detect you. And then you shoot uh, Davidov near the end. Hmm. Um, yeah. Without spoiling too much about the new Bond film, because I know some people might not have seen it yet. Stop. Um, he's back. Um, the... The what you call it the for me the um, there are some gadgets in this film it's very very gadget light in the new Bond film but he does have the like the Aston Martin with the miniguns and the fucking smoke and the it was very Goldfinger like this DB five did all that it did in the other one um I kind of want to spoil the ending because I'm really pissed off about the ending but have, has everybody seen No Time to yeah. Die now. Nope, I don't either. Bob, are you bothered? Not really. It's James Bond. Yeah, Sparko, have you heard it? Seen it? Watch that. The the new Bond film now. No, haven't seen any Daniel Craig stuff at all. Sake. Right, I'm not spoiling it then, but not happy with the ending. Um, I think. No, you can spoil it. I don't mind. Right, so spoilers for the next thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. I'm going to look at the clock. Uh, so from the next 30 seconds, beginning now, I'm going to spoil No Time to Die. They kill Bond off at the end of the film, but then at the end of the credits, they go, Bond will return. How? <laughs> Fucking... Because Bond is a de- designation, not a person. Nope, this guy was legally named James Bond, and his family was the Bond family. He is James Bond, so by definition... I'm getting some Commander Shepard vibes here from Mass Effect 3. Mm. Right, we've got to stop talking about it now. But yeah, okay. Back in the room to those who skipped 30 seconds. Hi, we stopped talking Welcome about back. it. But <laughs> I, I, I literally just exploded with my point and then we had to stop because that was the end of 30 seconds. Uh, but, but yeah, um, yeah. so I didn't really like the ending of the new Bond film. 
very much. Um, I could go into a heavy spoilery thing about why I don't like it, <clears throat> but yeah, just I don't know. To see Daniel Craig off, yeah, okay, that makes sense, but then it doesn't make sense because it's a continuing series. Mm. Um, so we continue the article. There's like one sentence left, and it's almost basically just saying the just about the challenges they're going to continue to have to set the bar. But yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be another reboot, isn't it? Essentially, they they hit the head on the bar, and now they've got to fucking pick itself up. <clears throat> a lot of articles have been read online. Whatever, the, a lot of feedback is people are saying that they don't think a. a well, I'm trying to avoid being too offensive. Um, they basically don't think it will just help fits the or ticks the boxes to be a James Bond. I think it ticks yeah. all the boxes. If they're on about tone of skin, then that's them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't see a Bond being of that of that skin tone. The the challenge but, would be. But the, the thing is, though, Ildis Elba has is very is very well spoken. He, he has a somewhat posh accent oh yeah he can pull off posh he can pull off debonair he can do it then that's he, why he would he would, he would take all the boxes for a bond just a lot of people are saying yeah bond doesn't have that skin tone he won't he, he doesn't fit the tone of bond i think he fits yeah. the tone more than I mean, any of the people, others I've, I've heard some people say that they think he's too old to play bond as well Give because over. essentially so how old was Sean Connery when he did the Bond? He started well, this, his 40s. This was my argument. This was exactly what I said. But then this person was like, well, when Daniel Craig did Bond, he got... That's when... That was essentially supposed to be the first James Bond film. So the next James Bond needs to be younger. I was like, fuck off. Why does he No, he doesn't. How does that work? Yeah. How does that work? Oh yeah, this Bond's clearly in his fifties, so we're gonna make him back to being twenty again, just exactly. because it does not make any sense. Exactly. They, no. Basically, if they're gonna do that, they have to scrap the entirety of continuity between the previous Bond films, because the Daniel Craig films are different to every other Bond film, as they actually yeah. had a continuity all the way through them. Yeah, I just had a quick look. Um, Sean Connery. When he first started playing as Bond in 1962, he was 32. Yeah. From Russia of Love, which was the, the next year where he was then 33, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldfinger, Thunderbolt, and You Live Twice, 34, 35, and 36, respectively. He did Diamonds of Forever in 71, where he was 41. And the last thing we did in 83, Never Say Never Again, he was 53. Mm. Exactly. So he, age, isn't, age isn't a factor. No. No, it's well, not. Not at all. They're not physically all, capable. Like, that, was, that was my argument. And I was like, well, how many TV shows do you watch where the person playing the main character is older than that person they're supposed to be playing? Yep. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter how old the next James Bond physically really is in real life because that's what they're supposed to do. They act whatever age they need to be. As you said, Bond is a designation, not a actual person. Yeah. No, it's no, not it, a person. It's not. It's not a designation. It's actually a person. It is. No, it's not. No, they've confirmed that it's, it's, not. it's not. Ian Fleming based. Do you know Ian Fleming based it on his uncle, which is Christopher Lee? So James Bond is based off Christopher Lee, and it's all one character. 
He wasn't meant well, to. Until, he wasn't meant up to. Until this point, Bond was a different person each time. Well, no, it wasn't. A, only... It wasn't that he was a different person. It's because the adventures never connected before. They could get away with having a different person and it not matter. That's the whole yeah. point. Um, but they, they essentially made the fact that the the original films made the fact that Bond wasn't a person. It was the designation 007. Mm. It's only now no, so that they've decided that Bond is an actual person. I'm, I'm going to spoil a little bit of the the what you call it of the of the new film. There are two 007s in that film, and Bond <laughs> is one of them, but it's not. The other person is not called Bond at all. So that's that's the, the thing about it is the designation 007 can belong to anyone, but Bond is Bond. Yeah. So whoever plays James Bond is canon James Bond. Uh, so all these adventures he's had, we're just watching them completely out of context. And yeah. the Daniel Craig verse, because it's technically its own little pocket story universe that has a beginning and end for the storyline. Um, has its what you call it has has its own little thing. So the next Bond film can be completely unconnected and not have to make any sense regarding the previous films or mention the previous films. Um, it's like how Dame Doody Dench was M at the end of Pierce Brosnan's Bond era, mm. but also Casino Royale M. It doesn't make mm. sense unless, no. but the, the, no, they, they've basically confirmed that there, there was James Bond is a person, not a title. Uh, the only time that they ever had it as a title was in the comedy Casino Royale, where James Bond uh, was a code name, and they've not done that in any other film. They've always said that James Bond is James Bond. They and. Money Penny and everybody else know him. He has the same characteristics in every adventure. He has the same personality in every adventure. His personality never changed up until the Daniel Craig films. So that's why it's like Doctor Who. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. So them saying that oh no, it's a different Bond. It's like no, shut the fuck up. You're you're wrong. It's not a, a different person that's now called James Bond. It's just James Bond, but. This this version of James Bond is a different skin tone or a different um, person altogether, but it doesn't matter because it's Bond. Yeah. Um. The only the only thing I think that they would really struggle to do would be a female Bond, um, because they'd have to drop they'd have to drop James Bond completely. They did have in the new film a 007 that was female. And they did a very good job, but they made it clear that this was not Bond. This mm. was not... Rep she was his... Bond. <laughs> yeah, we're going to say, unless they fucking come out with Jane Bond, but then that's just like, get fucked, you, you lazy pricks. But this <laughs> this person who played uh, the 007 in the, in the new Bond film uh, was competent enough to be a replacement 007, but had their own characteristics and their own fleshed out story and they acted completely differently so it wasn't like they were grooming this 007 to be the new bond 007 this was a different character so if they do another bond film um 
they would have to work around uh especially if they had a female bond uh they'd have to work around that whole conundrum and at that point if you're having a female bond why can't you have a different skin tone bond what mm-hmm. the fuck difference does it make at that point but i think it would be harder to write a female bond just because of the legacy and the literature and the history of bond going back 70 odd years now um yeah they really can't fuck with that dynamic because unless like unless it's a jane bond but then that still doesn't make sense but uh, all right uh so we're skipping the next one because jazzy's not about uh and then the one after this is um actor and songwriter musician uh cool rock dude and legend meatloaf died uh, between last podcast and this podcast uh apparently from what i read he died peacefully at home he was 60 odd i need to find the actual report um if that's gone too far uh fuck i don't think i'm gonna find it but yeah he, he was um yeah at least 60 i think before he died um but, yeah he he did some 74 74 there we go yeah born in 47 i think 47. yeah so that dude rocked the fuck out from the seventies, because the the Spotify All Out seventies playlist we have at work, uh, that I sneak on when I really really can't be fucked to uh, listen to the the mixed playlist of today's music comes on. There are there are quite a few uh, Meatloaf songs on there from the seventies, and they're all bangers. Mm. And the reason why I also go with the seventies playlist for rock anthems is because it's really hard to say that there are shit 70s rock music back then. Everyone appreciates rock music from the 70s. Yep. It's got like Queen and shit like that. How are you going to be like, oh, I don't like it. Some people have no clue. Yeah. Whereas like you're listening to some shit these days and it's just like, this is literally just shite. So I'm glad that um, I'm glad that what you call it that he had such a legacy. Um, apparently, Battle of Hell did jump up in charts uh, in in terms of song sales, entering the top fifty, but it still hasn't broke number ten. So uh, I'm going out there and I'm pushing it forward really early because we're only in February. But hey, uh, should we get Battle of Hell for Christmas number one this year? Make a petition, get it oh. running. That would be great. That would be fucking great. That would be good. Play some decent music at Christmas. He was supposed to be at um, Love of Horror last year, you see, but he cancelled because of COVID and I'm assuming now bad health because it was in October. Mm. Um, And they were hoping, of course, to have him this year, but looks like that's not going to happen. Well, um, I know Sparks had a look up for it. Apparently, he did die due to complications from COVID. Yeah. So. Yeah, he also suffered with um, Wolf Parkinson White syndrome as well. Oh. I haven't looked into that. 
Well, Parkinson's is no fucking fun thing to have. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Either way, I think that definitely didn't help him. No. So, it's a shame. Yes, that's fine. If I'm honest, didn't um, the Battle Hell album spend at least 500 weeks in the UK? 500 album. weeks in yeah. the UK charts. It's the longest ever one. Um, yeah, but the Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome is like a common heart condition. It just makes it beat fast for periods of time. Yeah, and was it COVID does attack? Yeah. Stuff like that, so yeah. it can cause complications that would make underlying health conditions like that worse. So, yeah. another legend gone. Uh, we salute him. We're going to we push... I'm going to start pushing this round in November, December time that we should try and get Meatloaf to number one with Bat Hour Hell for Christmas. I think we should all do that. Time to tell him to get a turntable and play my bleeding album on it. Poor old Betty White as well, bless her. Mm, we talked about that last podcast. Yeah. See, I wasn't here for the last podcast, so. Yeah. About three weeks before her 100th birthday. Mm. Yeah. She would have got knighted by the Queen as well, wouldn't she? She would have done. She'd got a card. If she's English, she'd get knighted. If she's not, she might get an honorary. <laughs> That's right. She gets a card by the Queen, not necessarily knighted at um hundred. Yeah. Uh, so should we shift the the mood to probably the feature presentation of tonight? This uh, comes from this comes from ninegag dot com. So a mum pays off her debt by selling breast milk videos and making thirteen thousand dollars a month. Interesting. Uh, Alice Lovegood uh, huh. is making up to ten thousand pounds or thirteen thousand six hundred forty-six dollars a month by flogging videos of herself pumping breast milk. Uh, she started doing this line of work after she fell pregnant with her youngest child and now receives thousands of paid-for requests for videos of her lactating breasts. I'm going to say she's actually quite good looking according to these pictures, so, you know. Hmm. Well, what happens when she stops lactating? Well, no, let's carry on. Well, I'm, I'm guessing, like her titties, uh, money's going to dry up. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a sag in, uh, in fucking production. All right, don't milk it. Oh, yeah. uh, so, <laughs> Alice told the son, uh, before I started doing this last year, our life was very different. We were fi- over 15k uh, in debt or 20,000 US. Uh, I worked all the time, including weekends, and we had never been on a family holiday. Now I can put my kids into a good school if I choose, and I can spend quality time with them. I know some people think posting videos of my breast milk is disgusting, but it's natural, and I don't care what people say. I'm proud of what I have achieved, and I love the confidence it's given me. She's now considering selling her breast milk to fans for £300 or $409 a pop. She continues. What? what would you do with it, though? Would you put it on your fucking Nesquik or what? I'd fucking, I don't know. Chocolate, chocolate Nesquik breast milk. Or put it in a um in an oak bowl and churn it into, into butter. Titty cheese. Uh, she <laughs> continues. Uh, people want uh, to see me. <laughs> I can't believe it's not breast milk. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> title. That's the podcast title. Please, somebody write me that down. Topic. Uh, 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 people want me to see 
people want to see me squirt the milk out of huh people she continues people want to see me squirt the milk out of your boobs drink my breast milk and pump the milk out of my boobs dressed like a cow a lot of my followers say my content is actually quite wholesome my fans sometimes just like the sound of pumping milk or the visual of me wearing a nursing bra at one point i was open selling uh my breast milk for 300 pounds per 100 mil because i was getting so many requests but because of the pandemic i decided it wasn't safe one of my followers offered me a hundred thousand pounds to breast milk him it was an eye-watering sum but i declined it alice says she'll con uh she'll breastfeed her youngest daughter for as long as she wants but will con uh, continue expressing milk for her fans if i'm honest I'll be quite sad when I stop lactating milk because I love breastfeeding and also love making these videos for my fans. But after my second baby, I produce milk for a whole year afterwards. So I'm not thinking about those just yet and I'm enjoying the moment. So, not, not obviously not being a female. Hang on, hang on, yep, okay. Um, Did you so just have to check then? Did you go down to the comments? Did you go down to the comments? There's a gif, there is a gif, there is a gif, and it's great. <laughs> Bob's no, seen it. It's not that I'm saying... I'm saying not, not being female. When does the female body know when to stop lactating? Uh, I don't know. Because... I, was, I, was somebody, um, I was at the guys that, you know, that you can only pump so much milk before your body goes, nah, oh, no, nah, I'm done. But the thing... I don't know either. To be fair, I think I think it just like after you stop breastfeeding, I think it just dries up anyway. I mean, so so just on. She's feeding a, a baby in between feeds of selling this breast milk for money. Is there going to be a point where the baby still wants to be breastfed, but she's got no milk in which to give it? Where the body's just gone, hands up, yeah, fuck it, now nah, milk's gone. Sorry, you have to go on to the um, elder substitute. And well, I think your body will produce it for as long as you feel and the baby needs it. Because there are people that are breastfeeding their children into like their teens in America, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna have to Google it's, this. It's, now. It seems like a hormonal thing. How long? Does but then, because if you think back to like Victorian days or whatever, they had like wet nurses for people who didn't want to breastfeed. So mm. they had, the, you know, they employed some older lady. To, to, to feed for you not need to be pregnant for that okay uh so know. they're talking about how to dry up your breast milk but apparently um <laughs> uh long you've been nursing long it will take for your to you to dry your milk in fact some mothers report being able to express small amounts of breast milk long after their child has stopped nursing uh whatever for your reasons for suppressing oh, no, 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 no. so they said that like breast pumping and stuff like that can carry on so basically it's like a like a trick into the body saying oh yeah i'm nursing i still need breast milk there's demand yeah wherever the demand for the right, uh... so if you stop nursing your body kind of goes okay right i stop breast production yeah that make, i suppose that makes sense that's why there are like literally fourteen-year-olds in America that are getting titty milk. I suppose that makes. I suppose yeah. I suppose as long as it's like a supply and demand thing, as long as there's a demand for it, there's going to always be a, a constant supply. Yeah. 
And if she ends up selling this stuff, she's going to make a fucking fortune to those very specialised people. You know, I, I can, it's just like you've probably got some person, some in the world who's got in the fridge. What is your most ready today? Skim, semi-skimmed, whole, ma- whole milk or breast milk? I, I know exactly the kind of person that would buy this. So <laughs> there are fetishes, fetishes, fetishes. Fuck. Fetishes. People with fetishes. Yeah, fetishes. The, um, they will dress up as a baby, complete with nappy and that, sleep mm. in a big man-sized crib, and literally uh, have someone come and nurse them. So I wouldn't put it past realms of fantasy for them to then go, oh, she's selling her breast milk. Need... And then has actual pregnant, well, actual mothering milk as part of his mm. fetish. So, yes, take that image you with you. You can also donate it to hospitals mm. for, you know, um, babies whose mothers died or, you know. Yeah, there, there is a uh, breast milk bank that. as well. Yeah. For women who can't. Yeah lactate as it were like and actually still give the kid proper breast milk so this is yeah but you you know that this this one particular woman is just gonna fucking milk it off oh fuck's sake next (laughs) i mean next (laughs) not that cringe skip okay okay you can't get back another (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so we've gone we've gone from um liquids to food a hot diggity dog snoop dog is making hot dogs snoop hot dog yeah let me find the fucking thing for it now i've got it somewhere i ah, there we go this is from the new york post so the new york post gives us a lot of uh, information apparently so apparently snoop dog is getting into the hot dog business <laughs> First line of the article, is this considered cannibalism? Why <laughs> 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 is that so funny? Oh, fuck. I snorted as well. That's how bad that is. <laughs> Snoop Dogg apparently is planning to launch his own line of hot dogs called Snoop Dogs. The 50-year-old rapper's lawyers applied for this December... Uh, United States Patent and Trademark Office for for a federal trademark registration on the term Snoop Dogs, saying he plans to sell the hot dogs, various types of sausage, and other products. According to Billboard, Snoop's attorney uh, filed the trademark request as an intent to use application, meaning drop it like it's uh, meaning the drop it like it's hot hit maker has not yet launched the company, but has serious intent to do so and wants to secure the trademark rights ahead of time. This is the most recent in long line of consumer ventures Snoop Dogg has created over recent years. Uh, perhaps <coughs> inspired by his industrious lifestyle buddy Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. <coughs> in 2015 the self-proclaimed marijuana aficionado started a cannabis company called Leafy's by Snoop. Released his own cookbook titled uh, from cooked cook platinum recipes 
from the Boss Dogs Kitchen. In 2018 and 2020, he launched his own lineup, uh, his own liquor line called Indogo Gin, as well as Snoop Cali Red Wines with 19 Crimes. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I managed to read that. Just anyway, another bottle of Snoop. There's no, no 19. Yeah, give me glimpse. give me that dog wine. Uh, <laughs> but the decision to enter the hot dog business may come as a surprise for Snoop Dogg fans after he made headlines in 2016 uh, with an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live during which the gin and juice wrapper reveal uh, well learnt how hot dogs were made. Words. Um, by the end of the segment. Snoop claimed, this is a hot dog? Oh, cuz. I ain't never eaten a motherfucking hot dog. If that's how they made hot dogs, I don't want one. I'm good. But uh, Snoop's aversion to the tubular food might win out in the end in uh, his 2011 Snoop Scoops ice cream brand that never saw the light of day. <sighs> Snoop's dogs would be... Snoop's got a ring to it, I'm not going to lie. Snoop dogs? Yeah, Snoop Scoops. Snoop Scoops. Mm. It's got a sort of ring to it. <laughs> Sounds like you like you got Snoop Scoops or something like this. Oh no, my dog is shit all over the floor. Quick, get a Snoop Scoops. <laughs> Snoop a scoop. <laughs> yeah, and he comes out and it's like, hey motherfucker, take my Snoop Scoops. Cuz. <laughs> yeah, bruh. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it would be funny to have Snoop's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, but you can just imagine though. Everyone's like, "Oh, I've had Snoop's dog in my mouth." Hmm. Oh. Next. Yeah, get a bit. Skip, 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 skip. I need yeah. a skip button. Okay, so speaking of funny, so we talked about Activision Blizzard getting. Oh no, we haven't. We haven't. No, we're getting to no. that. But, but we should. Towards the end of the month, swap, happen, I think. swap those round because. Uh, so, we between podcasts, uh, Microsoft have made a move on Activision Blizzard for $69 billion, and uh, they are like, yes, we're buying them, and by 2023, they will have taken over the rights to um, uh, the being owners of Activision Blizzard, the studios. Uh, they've... I've got a little caveat in that. Go on. It is being looked at by like the uh, one of the regulators at the moment, so it yeah. might not go ahead. Hmm. I think it has to be though. I think the the next one as well will be looked at by uh, regulators as well. But um, it's the regulators to make sure there's no unfair competition. Yeah. But then you've got Sony, which is number one anyway, and then you've got Tencent, which is number two. Hmm. That will so, put Microsoft firmly in the number three spot. They're not monopolizing either. No. Because if not they were monopolising, they'd have just bought fucking yeah, Sony. You not jump on ahead of the the main two people in the competition. No, I think it'll go through smoothly. It'll be fine. But um, then they went, hmm, "What about Bobby Kotick? What's going on with him?" And uh, Phil Spencer, head of Microsoft, has basically said that we are an open and fair um, company. We want everyone to feel included, and we are not dealing with any dickheads that get in the way of that. So basically, if Bobby Kotick 
his term runs out in 2023 as well. Yeah, uh, the first, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think his contract will get renewed. He'll be quietly asked to leave with a pension. Well, it's not so much as a pension. He'll be given the golden parachute and a severance pay. Yeah, it's like, here's, here's your money. Here's like $100 million. Fuck off. We don't want you working for us anymore. Uh, but it also then makes it so that the dwindling sales of Call of Duty, uh, they're already now talking about how Call of Duty is going to be moving away from uh, yearly Call of Duty games because of the saturation and that they will be probably pushing it so that the three studios might not be pumping out games uh, year after year yeah. in a round-robbing rotation. Um, it also gives us a lot of hope for all those studios that got folded into uh, Activision. So Toys for Bob could come back. Um, who else got folded in? Ravensoft. Yeah. Uh, um, Certain Affinity, I think, got rolled into them as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the um, list of game companies that Activision mm -hmm. resigned. See, this is the thing that that's probably where people are going, oh, but they can't do that. They're monopolizing. But this is the thing Blizzard and Activision close those studios. So if Microsoft takes them and reseparates them, they bought the company when it was all in one homogenous thing. It's not like they um, are monopolizing on the fact that, if anything, it's a very frugal investment. It's like, hey, we know you did really well as a team on your own. We'd like to put you back as a team on your own. We'd like you to open up your own studio again. We'd like you to be called this. And they do it. I, I... Okay. Uh, they own Activision Shanghai in China. They own Beanox in Quebec City, Quebec. Mm -hmm. Demonware, Digital Legends Entertainment, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, Rascal Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Solid State, Toys for Bobs, Treyarch. And the ones I can find at the moment are on a very quick Google. Well, Sledgehammer Games, they've done some good stuff. High Moon have done some good stuff. Uh, Ravensoft, they did the fucking Jedi Knight series, for fuck's sake. Uh, on the old Quake 3 engine. Um, Radical Entertainment do uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. And I well, think they the, did the Prototype, Prototype 2 games as well. Well, the um, the Radical Entertainment, they did the, the, well, the remakes of... Oh, they! Oh, wow! Radical even did Scarface: The World Is Yours back in two thousand and six. Hmm. I actually have that game. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, Raven Software. Jedi Knight. Uh, Jedi Outcast. Jedi Academy. Easy. Yeah. The um, Call of Duty Online. Call of Duty Four. Modern Warfare. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Mm -hmm. They did. As I said, the, the Jedi games he's just said. Uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. Uh, High Moon Studios, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Modern Warfare, 2019, Deadpool, Destiny. Really? Deadpool? They'll have worked on the multiplayer part of the Destiny. Products, yeah. De Deadpool products. Transformers, Fall of Cybertron, Transformers, War, War of Cybertron. Mm -hmm. So there are some really good hitters in there. So I understand why they're getting investigated about this. See if it's a fair buy. But. Those studios don't currently exist, so. But Demon could... Wells, the um, the matchmaking state engine code, so mm. C plus programming framework, etc. Yeah. Net code. But I, I could see this going through, and then these studios being revived. 
Mm-hmm. And that's well within the right to do it then. It's like, oh, we're going to split this part of Activision off. I'm going to call it Toys for Bob. And they're going to work on Spyro and Crash Bandicoot and lol, lol, lol. The irony is Spyro and Crash Bandicoot were predominantly a Sony exclusive. Yeah, it's very weird how we now have Sony, potentially Sony exclusive characters coming to uh, Microsoft as their bought characters, for instance. Could you imagine the middle finger um, Microsoft could do now, now they've actually got the rights and ownership of the Call of Duty games, you know? We'll get a one-year exclusive of all the content that you get every fucking year, PlayStation. We're going to get it for a year now. So I, I don't think they'll do that. You know, I don't they'll... think they will, but that'll be literally rubbing salt in the wound at this point. No, so, do, you, oh, do you know what they'll do? Like, we get all the maps one month early. Fuck you. Um, or like That's a month's worth um, XP boosters. And yeah. if you want it on your platform, you have to have cosplay. Mm, that would be a, a that would be the big that, fuck you. It's like a trump card. You want to do it? Oh yeah. All Activision Blizzard games have to be cross-play if they have multiplayer room. We don't give a fuck if you have to beat it or not. It has to happen. But um, the the next topic, which we can kind of fold into this topic. So yeah. this week, Sony are in like finalization talks. They've been talking to it for about five, six months. Um, they're buying Bungie. For 3.6 billion, was it? Something like that, Something like that yeah. So, <clears throat> Bungie were creators who did, like, um, I can't remember what the fucking games they did before Halo. But they did Halo. Then they felt like they needed to branch out on their own. So, they became an independent studio. They signed away their rights to owning the IP for Halo. Sorry, Sony, you were still getting Halo. Buy three, four, three studios. Yeah. Well, no, buy Microsoft, because three, four, three studios is Microsoft. The studio behind it is 343, isn't it? Uh, well, it's Microsoft Studios 343, and 343 is a subsidiary of Microsoft Studios. Basically, Microsoft created 343 Studios just to do Halo, and that is a Microsoft Studios studio. So, okay. that's why... Uh, how far back do you want me to go with the Bungie games? Uh, so, well, there was Marathon... Three... There was... How far back do you want to go? So I can go back to 1990. Oh, like uh, the Pong game Kablam, whatever it was. Or got Nop was it called? Yeah, Nop is nineteen ninety from Mac OS. Yeah, they did Operation Desert Storm, Minotaur, the the Labyrinth of Crete, Pathways into Darkness, Marathon and Marathon Two, Durandal. Yeah, Marathon Infinity, Myth, The Fallen Lords, That's Myth it. Two, Soul Blighter. Wow, that Bungie did Oni really? Yeah, with Rockstar Games. I've, I've got that somewhere. Then obviously the two thousand one we all know uh, Halo. Uh... Combat. Halo, yeah. Uh, Halo two, Halo three, three ODST, Reach, mm-hmm. Destiny in twenty fourteen, then Destiny two in twenty seventeen. Yeah. So, the the point when they wanted to become a separate studio, they basically relinquished the rights to the Halo series. That was an IP that Microsoft said, "Well, as part of your leaving deal, we keep the IP for for that." And Microsoft, uh, Bungie were like, "Yeah, we're, we're done with Halo. We don't want to do any more Halo stuff." So, Question. yes. Did- did you see what I put in the um the gaming chat about it? Was Destiny Two the last game they did? It's the game. It's the last one they did that went free to play. Um, about oh, yeah. two, three years after it um was released. Hmm. I think it was about two years actually, because I remember downloading last uh, last year when it was the um the winter event. Uh, fuck, what was it called? Oh, no, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, but uh, no, I did see the the thing in gaming, and this is actually accurate, but it's missing one. 
So it's like, Bungie, we are leaving Microsoft to be our own independent studio. Also, Bungie, we are teaming up with Activision for financial support. Also, also, Bungie, we are leaving Activision to be our own independent uh, studio. Also, 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 Bungie, uh, Tencent had some funding put in on Bungie. Also, 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 Bungie, we are letting Sony buy us some structural and financial support. Next, they will be leaving Sony to become their own independent studio. <laughs> this is this is what I'm I'm not bothered that Sony have bought Bungie. Everyone's like, oh my god, the Halo and Destiny guys have been bought by things like well done. They might actually get a decent first person shooter out of them. Is it reading that that's the that's the literal that's the literal realism of personification of taking their money on run? Yeah, essentially. So they 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 get bored with the series, or in this case, Activision. We're really litigious on Destiny 2 about what they wanted out of that game or how they wanted it to be marketed, how they wanted microtransactions to be in the game. And that really, like, throttled Destiny 2. I mean, they've already cut out the the Forsaken DLC, I believe. Uh, the, The Red War, the actual main campaign DLC, is gone. Red War? I thought it was the Forsaken one. Uh, Forsaken's gone too. Yeah, I know. If I know for a second, went in December because I was cutting it back, and they added um, was it three new dungeons and another campaign with the most recent. Well, yeah, uh, new light or something else. But it's it's odd. It's like you got rid of the the very first campaign, which was really good. They've k- killed off Cade Six in a in a DLC that I don't think you can play anymore. So he's just gone forever. Yep. Uh, and they're never going to bring him back or retcon him back in since they took out the DLC that killed him. Uh, and people paid for those, by the way. We paid for those fucking DLC. Yeah, we're the people who originally paid for the game at the start to find out I'm free to play. I bet they're more pissed off than I would be. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, by so the way... I, I waited for a while. I remember putting a facebook post and i might give it a year or two once it releases when you know i can get the whole entire bundle and save myself like 150 quid mm. turns out i save myself more than that because the game went fucking free but it, it's one of those things i don't particularly like destiny it's the the mmo part of it i don't like the the raids and the the silly buggering platforming i don't, I don't mind it it's just it's it's halo without the fun yeah it's, it's, also it's borderlands with more grind yeah. You can still go get your engrams and still you can go what get three or four legendary engrams and get a, a, a fucking blue or purple. Hmm. It's I, I just don't I don't have any truck with that. Um, I do own Destiny Two because I'm like oh we'll give it a chance because apparently the, the the thing that I liked the most, the best part about that game, that I fucking loved, was the actual campaign that they've taken out. That original campaign for Destiny 2 was some of the best shit that happened in Destiny 2. And it's gone. You can't play it anymore. I played through it once. I thought it was the bee's fucking knees. I thought it was great. When it went free to play, I'm like, yes, I can go play it again. Because everyone else can come and join in with me. We can do a co-op version of it. Nah, nah, mate. We, we just ripped that entire fucking thing out. Gone. Uh, Some of the DLC I paid for, gone. And it's like, okay... What do I get for buying that DLC? Nothing? Okay, thanks a fucking lot, Bungie. I, I don't know. I, I'm so not bothered about... Um, I just looked on the Steam charts for Destiny 2, and it's still got a very healthy player base. 
Yeah. Well, Five thousand the last twenty four hours, which it, is like I said. Well, though, it, it's we'll, we'll cross that later. In, in multiplayer and stuff like that, it is just like Halo. It plays just like Halo Reach. You have abilities. You have the same kind of movement, same kind of combat, but it's just all space magic. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just so. I'm so not interested. It's just okay. You bought Bungie, GG. Only diehard Destiny fans are gonna give a shit. And are those diehard Destiny fans gonna give a shit when you've basically butchered Destiny two three times now? You you butchered it on launch. You butchered it when you Activision left to try and make it less grindy, and then you put it in free to play and stripped out shit loads of content. I don't. I don't get why they didn't just leave all that legacy content in there and just give you the option to play it or not. Because the game... They probably put a server strain or some shit. Well, but they could just buy more servers. That's the... That's the... Well, who knows, maybe that's... No, Sony's bought and they actually bring all the shit back. Nah, they won't. That's it. It'll be gone. Gone, done. Fucking buried. It's in a ditch somewhere. Goodbye. Because this is the live service thing. So, like with Fortnite... I expect that to keep changing every couple of months. So I'm not too fussed about things that I liked before going because they'll rotate them back around again. But Destiny's just like, oh yeah, remember that thing you played when you first launched? Yeah, it's gone. Is it coming back? Nope. You should have been here at the time. Should have played it when you could have done. And that's that kind of fuck you fan base. You weren't here at the beginning. Fuck you. It, and it's kind of the same with Elite Dangerous. Some of the events and stuff in that have also had a you weren't here, fuck you. But that was always how it was set out. That the galaxy and the events in Elite were very fluid and real time. They never said it wasn't going to be an event you could go back and replay later on with your mates. Um, you can... I mean, Elite Dangerous also did a um, limited time um, thing with the Horizons DLC. You know, they get the, uh, the code before. Hmm. Cover Mark Four, yeah. Not a bad ship. It's, it's just it's 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 it, weapon placement better than the Cobra Mark Three. It's just slower and chunkier. It's but not. It's got, got it's, more. Um, Cobra Mark Three is a worse ship. I'm going to point out why it's a bit worse ship. All your gun placements are all on top, so you have no underside. So if the yep. if anyone jinks under you, you're fucked. Uh, you are a lot less maneuverable because of all the extra armor you've got, and you are basically like a, a huge tug that doesn't really able to fight back as well as a cover mark three which was the jack of all trades yeah so, so the cover four is a, is a chunkier cover mark three with, with slightly better weapon placement just not where you need it no if they'd have put them on the wings underneath and then had the top two and the, where they were on the three it wouldn't have been a problem it would have worked out better i think but because the Mark III's weapon placement wasn't a hundred percent great. That's where they they kind of sucked ass a bit. Adapt to it. By the way, Bob, we need to get you back out on on the on Elite again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Point, it's in the um cupboard somewhere. Hmm. Mm. Um. Find but, the to play again. I'm just preoccupied other games currently. Yeah, mm. but uh, I'm rambling been, a bit. So. I'm, I'm, Yes, move on to... I've already talked about the Call of Duty is moving away from its annual release because Call of Duty yeah. Vanguard sucked cock. So, uh, earlier we said goodbye to um, 
uh, meatloaf, and now we are saying goodbye to the service for Halo 3. Moment of silence the... for the Please. literal game that we exist because of. Well, not me personally. I didn't. Um, was it Gen 3, is it? Yeah, but Spartans in Pajamas wouldn't exist if, <laughs> if I hadn't played Halo 3. Because I met PK and I met Stim and that's where we came from. Mm. We started up our little group in 2009. 11, 12 years, oh, no, 12 years ago. No, 13 years ago. 13 years ago. So, yeah. Literally, the game that started this all, started the ball rolling, that led to the Spans in Pajamas being a group and being a podcast in the community was because of Halo 3. So, fucking small tears were shared that day to one of the best fucking experiences of my life that I ever had. Because it was so much fun. The lobbies were just shit-talking, but not Call of Duty shit-talking. Actual, properly thought-out shit-talking. Um, you could have shit-talking mid-game because you had, like, proximity voice needs to come back. The mic was always on, so if you were in game chat, you could basically shit-talk people when you were fucking killing them. <laughs> so they'd be like, oh, I'm going to get you, and you'd be like, fuck you, and then you'd like stick them in the face, they'd explode, they'd go to the floor, and you'd teabag them and say, I told you I was going to fucking get you. They'd be like, you motherfuckers, you run away. And you're like, eat my ass. <laughs> it was great. There's, like, there's a level of just integration. It was one of the best Halo games ever. And the the... MCC version is not great because they removed certain maps from certain playlists. They took away a player from each team. So it's 4v4, not 5v5, which is what it used to be. And like a part of me died the day they turned off the servers because I'm never going to get to experience that level of just shit-talkery and just nostalgia for playing a game that I was so engrossed in that I actually had a higher KD with plasma grenades sticking people than I did the assault rifle, which is basically the noob start weapon. So, um, yeah, so a big 07 to the Halo 3. <sighs> I'd say a moment of silence, but I can't be arsed with that shit. <laughs> Well, that's the thing in an audio podcast let's have a moment of silence where no one says anything because everyone would be really interested in us fucking doing that but yeah uh, Halo 3 is gone I love that game I'm going to miss the old school Halo 3 experience um, hopefully they'll be able to translate that across to the MCC eventually and just have it as its own separate more classic thing I think they also shut down Halo Reach servers but no one gives a fuck about Halo Reach Multiplayer, that was horrible. That fucking armor, fucking armor lock. Uh, speaking of people, uh, so Battlefield 24-2, since release has performed so bad, it's been considered to go free to play. Now, this is slightly changed. They're not making the whole entire game free to play, rather than a small slice of your experience. Because currently you've got uh, three distinct modes. You've got the all-out warfare, the portal, and the hazard mode, if I remember correctly. Uh, basically yes. free to play about no cost so, so the might be a hazard zone that's going to go free to play possibly well that is more the, the PVE not PVP wasn't the hazard zone the more the more the co-op focused one 
yeah like i said pve more more than pvp so yeah, you so... drop you got dropped in with like four people and it's like go to this area and secure this area and then get shit and get out um i played one game of that got killed in the first like three minutes i'm like okay i don't have any really intention of trying to play that again until other people have the chance to play it and then we'll play it as a group um multiplayer is not bad like i said the battlefield bad company 2 uh battlefield 3 maps are great 942 maps can die in a fire because i don't like world war 2 battlefield um but they just need to add more content they're considering going free to play it would be a big misstep the 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 hazard or hard line or whatever it's called the um that mode could go to free to play easily and it wouldn't be a, a detriment really and it would also probably entice people to buy it and play the multiplayer so that actually might work but um 2042 plays fine as a as a battlefield game it has the same kind of like first couple of weeks slash months uh of jank like i will notice um considerable server lag when i'm playing on um some of the games where my frame rate will dip and judder and lag i'm playing on series x that shouldn't happen but it is so that's an optimization thing um that they will sort because battlefield 4 was exactly the same on xbox one you got so much lag ping was crazy and it was also to do with server tick and stuff like that and certain maps create that level of like jank on um on series x and it's not that the console can't run it it's that it's not been optimized properly uh but the, yeah as long as they had more like traditional maps from like 1942 and uh battle of the Ville 3 and bad company 2 i i imagine it will do quite well uh once it gets like it's dick out the gutter and fucking picks itself up because at the moment it kind of like ran through the door went hi i am 2042 slap fell on the floor and has been struggling to get back up ever since and it's not that it's a bad game it just needs more polish some people are calling battlefield 2042 as bad as cyberpunk and i've played cyberpunk and i know this is nowhere near as bad as cyberpunk it just it just needs a bit more polish is all it's ea fucking throwing something out the door before it's ready and now now here comes the the few months where they tighten up all the net code and they fix some frame rate issues on certain maps and fix something else and then it just runs fine and no one has a problem with the game and they will be one of the best battlefield games since battlefield 4 which also launched like absolute shit may i point out it was one of the worst launch games ever for battlefield people were trying to refund it they were taking the a to court they were taking uh dice to court over the game and now it's regarded as one of the best battlefield games they've ever released so they they'll fix it and it'll be fine and it'll be one of the better battlefield games that we've ever played yeah but- well they should they shouldn't have to fucking fix it after release. It should be pretty much polished before it fucking releases. This is the culture these days. Fix it in post. And that's what they're doing. They just ship it and we'll fix it later. 
And I don't think there's been a single game, even Halo Infinite had a we'll fix it in post kind of problem. But that was more the multiplayer side of it, the the uh, single player side. Apart from missing um, replayable missions uh, and or mission select and what else was it they were missing? Uh, Forge mode. It's actually a fucking solid Halo game and well-deserving coming out. But this, this is the thing. They're going to add more features to Battlefield. They're going to add more features to Halo Infinite. Those games are going to be two of the best Halo and Battlefield games we've had since Bad Company 2, since Battlefield 4, since Halo 3. And, you know, it's... It's what you call it. It's It's just people in this... We want it perfect now in a post-COVID kind of climate where we're getting back on our feet. Things are coming out back towards normal. Uh, demand for things are starting to die down and production of things are starting to ramp back up so the demand can be met again. And they just need to stop fucking carrying over the fact that the game isn't great at the moment, but it's far from terrible. I've played a good few hours of uh 2042 and enjoyed it and then i've had a handful of experiences where it's been fucking dog shite but just not as bad as when i played battlefield 4 at launch battlefield 4 at launch i left it for like three months uh because i could not play it because the the server tick rate thing that caused the lag was that bad and that badly optimized it just caused everybody to lag around and it's the same kind of issue now on uh on 2042 once they figured out how to make that run smoothly it will be such a good experience it's just occasional problems but hey whatever Uh, but it's got to the point where there's that many people bitching and whinging about it on pc that um steam are actually refunding it still after this two hour play and install policy they have yeah, so been a bit fle- been flexible with it. yeah but i i don't know i it's bad in that regard but then it's also good in the regard that even the cheaters think battlefield 40, 2042 is that bad that they're not giving out like aim bots and wall hacks and shit to people anymore and they're not supporting it so when it gets back on its feet, they'll be so far behind. You'll have months of great, um, hacker-free gameplay. Yeah, and it'll be so good. But also speaking of uh, dice, EA stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm done. EA. There we go. I've done one in a while. Because I did post this um a couple of days before when podcast would have been due. Mm-hmm. Basically, when this was, when I put this down, um, Battlefield Two, no, sorry, fucking out Battlefront Two. Um, yeah, apparently, at the at the time where I put this down, uh, players couldn't kill each other. They'd done a, a patch, didn't they? That they said they had a patch in the works, but they were they were fully aware of it. Well, was it like they done like a hot fix or a patch that fucked up player hit values? So they were either doing no damage at all or the player's health count was so high that it was like they were doing no damage at all. 
it's more a case of um, people going down to one hit point but couldn't get a stun no matter how much they got shot in the face. But as far as I'm aware, the EA was EA and was aware of it. They, I think they they should have hot fixed now so people can actually die again. <laughs> Isn't it bad though that they fucking Fallout seventy six the entire player base? <laughs> We've made you unintentionally immortal. Nothing you will do will make you die apart from leaving the game. Makes you wonder not if it's not like a, an admin hacking client though for. So I just turned it on in the game and bought F born for everyone, can't I? That's also like a real fuck you though, isn't it? Mm. Speaking of fuck yous. Yeah, so, so I'm eating an apple at the same time because, you know. GTA uh, 5 is coming to mobile, apparently. Uh, this is from bosshunting.com.au. I so, mean, who's, who's doing the fucking port grocery games? Please don't. So, uh, Zanga, the mobile developers, are getting bought out by Rockstar Games, they're on track to acquire them, for 12.7 billion US dollars or 17.4 Australian didgeridoo dollars <laughs> in a cash stock uh, deal. Didgeridoo dollars. Yeah. And um, they've also said that they're wanting to bring one of their large, uh, valuable gaming IPs to smartphones. So, just remind me, Zynga was um, the people behind Farmville, wasn't it? Farmville, yeah, Farmville. Um, soda, soda Crush Saga, was it? No, no that was um, King, Andy. wasn't it? Oh, King, yeah. Andy. King, yeah. Yeah, it was King. Oh, what else did they do? They did Zynga poker, obviously, because Zynga. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Farmville one, two, and I think they got the third one, the Ray. Um, what else did they fucking do? I can't think of what fucking Zynga did. I mean, they got a lot. I know they got a lot more than just those. Those with friends. That's it. I think they did some Harry Potter stuff and some golf. Mm. Well, they've, they've uh, said that apparently take two. Villas intentions to use this new mobile developer to port off an incredibly valuable gaming IP to smartphones. The company has also announced that both operations will be exploring opportunities into NFTs and yeah. Metaverse. NFTs, JPEGs for money. Fucking stupid. So give me a fiver, I'll draw a picture of a, a donkey and you can have that for a fiver. And okay, I will never change that, I'll send it to you and everything. Okay, so there's a Zynga poker, CSR2, basically like a Need for Speedy fucking drag race kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Merge Dragons, I played that years ago. Uh, Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells, Game of Thrones Slot Casino, Where's Your Friends? That's the one I can see so far, but yeah. Ugh. I think I found a different list. Thank you, though. GTA. Five on on mobile would be interesting. I don't think they'd be able to do online. No, it, it won't be. You couldn't do crossplay. It'd have to be its own separate thing. Do you think they could do um, iOS Android or not really? Yeah, they could do iOS Android, but they won't be able to do console 
and smart. But then again, but then you could you could probably do someone could probably play for the PC using BlueStacks, though, couldn't they? Or Android, I mean. Maybe. Because you can emulate Android games on a PC, so you could actually have an unfair advantage in the PC. With the um, precision of a mouse, as it were. Well, you still have to buy the game and then also get to run properly on the emulator. Yeah, true. Sounds like a lot of fucking around. Um, also, what would the price of GTA Five on mobile be? Would it be like twenty, thirty pounds? Well, so so a quick look on my app store. Let's see if we can get a ballpark estimate. I think GTA Three and Vice City was like fourteen ninety nine when they came out on mobile. And the definitive edition are coming to mobile eventually. GTA GTA San Andreas is six quid on iOS currently. That's the original. As well, that's the um the Grove Street um. Well, that's actually the Rockstar one, not the Grove Street Games one. No, it will be Grove Street. Yeah. So, so look what else they do. GTA three was four forty nine, Vice City four forty nine, Chinatown Wars four forty nine. Oh, you can actually get Bully on your mobile for six quid. Hmm. And GTA Liberty City Storage was six quid. So we're talking about between a six and ten pound ballpark estimate, I'd say probably high, probably at, at most fifteen quid. These I have That's... seen full priced games on mobile. Mm. From other developers, they are charging $30, $40 or £40 for uh, games you could just play on your PC or on your, on your console. But, like you know, fact. yeah. So, interesting, but, um, hmm, I don't know. But, yeah, GTA 5 Quinta Mobile is probably going to happen. It's probably going to be a bad port and it'll be the 360. Engine yep. and game, because I don't think they'll port the one version across. As long as I don't fuck up the um, the Rainian <laughs> detailing. <sighs> but yeah, watch this space. We'll find out more, and we'll let you know. Uh, okay, let's do the wrap up. Let's get it done. Let's get it done out of the way. We're approaching two hours, so. Yeah, it's not bad. <sighs> So if you want to send me a message on Twitter, you can, at Dolphin Rapture. I'll ask, answer most questions, as long as not religious, racial, or political. You can reach uh, Bob on Twitter, sir, at Rachie underscore Coop. Same applies mm-hmm. for the questions. And you can reach Loz, where you find the username, LozG1985, wherever the fuck you may find it. Still waiting for that message on Pornhub. Oh, new thing as well. We can ask people on Spotify questions. Okay. Mm. I found out in the last thing when I was looking through my mobile version of Anchor, we can put an, a question on the on the episode and people listening on Spotify could answer that. So kind of like a, kind of like a poll kind of thing, but more or more involved. Well, just like a simple question. So we could probably say, hey, what do you think of uh, GTA coming to mobile? GTA 5 coming to mobile potentially. 
I, I can see a lot of questions being gonna be shit fuck this you know that kind of thing well it would be interesting for people to get in contact with us and that would oh, be last our viewers well I say viewers our listeners to be a bit more engaged with the podcast mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing this what nearly three years now, Push, yep. pushing forward, and we've—I think we've only had one voice message where it's basically just JB calling you a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, yeah, we we we're gonna start doing that. We're gonna start leaving a question, uh, and if you're listening on Spotify, it will be in the description uh, underneath the um, underneath the description. They'll have the thing. So if, feel free to I. <laughs> respond to that and that'd be awesome would we get excuse me with oh tea vicar oh wow that was the apple uh well then excuse me well then um give the feedback back to us and then if you have a question for us as well when you write your answer to our question give us a question answer a question with a question in a sense well, yeah, I think the question will be uh, how do you feel about this potential port of GTA 5 to mobile? And what version of GTA 5 will it be? Will it be the uh, the Xbox 360 PS3? Will it be the Xbox One PS4? Or will it be a completely different hybrid version uh, marrying the two together. Firstly, I see it as the 360 version because you know phones these days aren't still aren't as powerful as say budget PCs or consoles these days. Mm. But then again, would you be able to fit first person mode in? Probably not. No, I'd say it'd probably be more the lines of a like this, like the Switch version in terms of graphic fidelity and performance. I'd say. But I think the Switch version could uh, Switch could run uh, a toned down first person gta 5 yeah i think it could as well i, I mean i really want to see gta 5 on switch i think that'd actually be really fun take a lot to make it work but it would be really fun to see that work and it's not beyond realm of possibility if they do mobile ports i mean isn't um gta 3 uh gta san andreas on the switch uh the definitive edition trilogy yes it is it runs at 30 frames a second uh it's just under 1080p and it's fairly stable it's not oh, great so... it's long loading times and stuff but it's not it's not unplayable i mean oh, it's so not as can... bad as any other one you can follow the down train while on the shitter yeah all you had to do was shit on the goddamn train i mean wipe the goddamn train i mean shoot the goddamn dickhead on the train i mean follow the train and flush Right, with that, I'm I'm calling it. We need to get off and brain and de-brain. So, yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time for episode 98. This has been episode 97 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. We'll see you all next time. Good evening or good day to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.